Uh, just a you're saying influx of money. Oh right, right. Yeah, well, I mean that's really the big, the big difference. Which you know you might could be perceived as something good, but it just kind of changed the fabric of over here of of the East Village. You know, as it wasn't even the East Village then; it was Lower East Side basically. You know, and that changed because of real estate issues. You know, yeah. So the, well. you're saying the character of of kind of the neighborhood. And well, yeah, because different people move in, and you know. Uh, different establishments are around so you know you don't have the cheap breakfast places anymore who catered to the people who didn't have really that much money you know like the the, the so-called you know the artists whatever you want if you want to call them the musicians the writers you know everybody was like you know living hand to mouth basically you know and there were things that helped them live hand to mouth mm -hmm. and that kind of went by the wayside like now there's ten dollar breakfast and stuff like that I mean that you, you know that's not living hand to mouth anymore you know and people have to have like real jobs, you know, they can't just have, you know, working in a bookstore, you know, for a couple of days a week or something, you know, a lot of things like that, you know. And not even to glorify that, but that's the, that's what is different, you know. That is what's different. Everything got raised, the ball got raised by the rents, by the the things around, around, you know, having to eat and stuff like that. You know, the big thing is when you see all the banks and when there was really no banks around and now there's one on every corner and, I mean, you know, and there was probably there was no banks because there weren't a lot of people with money. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. it was immigrant. It was all immigrant area. It wasn't, as you see yeah. from the, they were, all, they were all tenement buildings. I mean, and they're not like fine brownstones or something, yeah. you know. You know, if you went down the Avenue B and C, it was all burnt out, vacant lots. I mean, you know, that's, they weren't condominiums or the co-ops were real co-ops, which were, you know, ten people getting together, taking over an abandoned building, which was abandoned for tax reasons because the guy didn't want to pay taxes on it anymore because mm -hmm. it wasn't worth it. Right. And they went in there and, you know, ripped out the stuff down to the studs and built it, you know, cooperatively. They pooled their stuff, and that's what the co-ops were, you yeah, know. Yeah, a true co-op. Yeah, that's what it was. And they would buy it from the city, and the city came in with a program. You could buy them for, like, a buck or something. But, yeah, it was sweat equity, they call it. You know, you put, you, you put in all this money and effort into building it and then you got the building for nothing basically you know but it wasn't really nothing because you put all that money and effort into it you know so there was a lot of that going on you know that's gone by the wayside you know and uh, you know that helped foster a certain community feel you know but you don't have that as much now either because it's more diverse you very know? commercial you talk about the immigrants you still have that Ukrainian on on Second Avenue a little bit, but what was the big in the in the eighties especially? What was well, it was Ukrainian, Polish. That was big. Latino, as you got a little more down, yeah, you know, to the uh, to uh, Alphabet City, it was more Latino, black and Latino, and uh, Jewish too. It was a mix, you know. I mean, it, it was a mix of a lot, but it was uh, but it was immigrant living. It wasn't, you know. That's why these buildings are like, you, you see how they're built. They're not, you know, they're railroad apartments, you know. They yep. weren't, they definitely weren't meant for luxury living, that's for sure. For sure. Yeah, 10th, yeah, yeah that, that used to be. We're talking about the neighborhood in the old days and how 10th Street used to be a big drug block and stuff oh, back yeah. in the 80s. Okay. okay, so you remember when they were, when they were all the, the storefront drug stores there and all. <laughs> See? <laughs> it ain't no lie. And the FBI had like a big raid up there. They had, uh, they, they would get on the roofs and survey, you know, 10th Street 
like they'd be on our roof looking out across the way. Okay. And then they staged like a big raid where they busted a lot of guys for coke and uh, I think it was cocaine at the time. I think it was that was towards the late eighties actually. Yep. Was, was, the, was there one, uh, yeah, one place on 10th Street, like a real? No, it was a uh, few. There was just a bunch of store. There was a few storefronts. You know, it was a black storefront. You know, that was all boarded up. But you know, if you knew to go in, you knew to go in. You know, and it, and you'd walk in, there'd be a, a wall basically with a little, uh, you know, a little thing where you could put your, you know, put the money in, and then they would send you the thing out. You know, a little, I don't know what you would call it, like a. Like a drawer, you yeah. know, a little drawer would come out. So you never see anybody, they don't really see you, you know. But uh, it was a lot of that. It was a few storefronts, you know. Some were just herbs, some were, you know, the some were cold. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it depends which one you went into, you know. But the, yeah, the cops, they used to be watching, you know. And, you know, it was, uh, they would come on our roof to survey, you know, to, to look at what's going on, you know. Yeah. yeah. I remember it was a huge, a huge bust, man. It came out in full force, you know. But that was before that big building was there on, you know, the the one towards the end here. Yeah. That was just like a sanitation depot thing, you know, and uh, before they built that. And the theater was there, and then they built that big building. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Joe. Hey. Yeah. How are we going today? You too. All right. And that was late '80s when they were cleaning up the drug scene. Subways. Yeah, they were making the their push. Yeah, you know, yeah. do things. I mean, uh, it, it might have been uh, right after Dinkins. Right? Well, Dinkins was here in, in the '80s, so it was right around that time, uh, around the Dinkins era when he was mayor. You know, and then when Giuliani came in, you know, he did his whole thing of getting the uh, squeegee guys off the street and all that. It became a little more of a police state with Giuliani, but. Uh, but Dinkins was the one. He was here. The riots happened when Dinkins was here. The Tonkin Square riots. And, uh, what were they? The Tonkin Square riots? Yeah, the Tonkin Square Park riots. Yeah, yeah. 89. What, and what, what was that all about? Uh, you know, police brutality. and okay. uh, The punks going against... I say punks, but I mean... You know, we have a youth against police, yeah. really. I mean, you know, and things just getting out of hand. And there were some people who just, you know... Insiders and stuff like that. Uh, not insiders, but people who incite. And there were concerts in there and stuff, and then people from the outside would come in. Really, they probably had nothing to do with the concerts, but saw a gathering, come in, start heaving bottles. You know, you got police that were a little overzealous at that time, and they came in with riot gear, and all hell broke loose on wow. Avenue A. I mean, it's serious. It was serious. There's films out about that, you know, if you ever want to look at the history of it. Uh, people like filmed it and stuff, and then once we filmed it, pretty much took a beating too, physical beating from filming it, because yeah. the cops were just swinging and left and right, man. They didn't care, you know, they didn't care. So that was another thing. That was again the late. That was the late '89, all that. And, uh, and it's not like the Tompkins Square that's there now. I mean, you know, they they didn't have. It was a park, but it wasn't like you know, it wasn't all these kids Family things and all that. Nothing. Yeah, it wasn't that by yeah. any means. But they closed it after that, renovated it, you know, and made it what it is now, you know. Which, again, all this stuff is good and bad. I mean, it's good to have improvements, but it kind of sucks when the improvements are not for the people who live through all the nastiness, you know. And that kind of, that's rough, you know. And a lot, that's kind of a lot what happened here. It's like, you know, I mean, we happen to be fortunate to still be here, but, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people, you know, are not that, that live through a lot of the ugliness. 
and a lot of the, you know, it was dangerous, you always watch your ass, watch your back, you know, and, uh, you know, know what streets to go down, what streets not to, and... You grew up in the South Bronx, come on, you got... Well, yeah, but yeah, I think I learned, yeah, that's how I knew, to, I, but I knew that from, I mean, I always lived that way, so it was no different for me, I mean, but, you know, but... That's why I felt at home here, probably. I mean, to me, it wasn't that big a deal, you know. But as time went on, you, you know, that aspect got cleaned up. But you're getting robbed on another end. And, you know, you get robbed when you go into stores and stuff, you know. Yeah, it's sure. more white-collar crime, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and they're taking the money out of your pocket in a different way, you know. So, you know, whether one is better than the other, at least one way you knew where it was coming from, you know, and you could avoid it, you know, this other way, there's no avoiding it, really, because it affects your daily living, and that I find is kind of sad, you know, and, uh, you know, so if I see people walking around with their, you know, iPods and their, you know, $400 phones, it's like, man, back in the day, you know, you kept that very well hidden, uh-huh. <laughs> and you didn't go walking around with that, because, you know, you lose it, you lose it quick, too, yeah. you know, although then it was Walkmans, you know, that's what it was. Which were the iPhones, iPads of the day, iPods, you know, Walkmans were the big deal. People were robbing there. People were taking, you know, cassette players out of cars, you know. Sure. <laughs> now they're going after whatever the GPS things. Now, yeah, now yeah. you got to be, in this area, it's a, it's a image driven. you got to be seen with these devices and to, yeah, to keep well, up. <laughs> well, culturally, I don't think it's just this area, but that, that's yeah, culturally. It's New York. Yeah. And it's generational, too. I mean, it's a thing, you know. And, uh, you know. It's a thing, like the Air Jordans were a thing, you know. The now Starter whatever. jackets. Yeah, I mean, whatever yeah. is, you know, which is cool. I mean, that, that, you know, every generation has their thing, so, and they should, you know. But uh, in terms of the area, it's changed in that this was usually the, the outpost, the last outpost. Everybody who didn't fit in everywhere else came here and fit in here because they were a little bit off or different. You could be that here, you know, and that's what we've lost, you know. You know, we don't get those. We don't get those outsiders as much anymore. Uh-huh. You know? I mean, you still do kind of, but not as much. And you can't survive here at that because now it's become. You know, there's Subway and there's Seven Eleven and there's you know all these places that have a right to be anywhere they want to be, but they were never here. Those weren't East Village establishments. Here, you had your head shops. You had these uh, health food places that weren't really in vogue back then either. Yeah, yeah. Polish, uh, Polish delis. The Polish delis. That's again. That's more neighborhood. Like if you went to Italian neighborhood, you have Italian delis. Yeah. You know, so that you know that always comes with its own neighborhood. But you didn't get the generic thing. I mean, that's what keeps things in the neighborhood. You know, whoever sells in the neighborhood. You know, you go to uh, Little Italy. It's Little Italy. You know, you go to Chinatown. It's Chinatown. You're not going to have a German bakery in Chinatown. You know, yeah. It's just yeah. You know, so, but we lost that. And now, instead of that, it's, you know, 7-Elevens here, well, what's... Mass market yeah. stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, what nationality is 7-Eleven? You know, it's, it's green, the green nationality, that's about <laughs> it, you know? That's <laughs> so, it, yeah. But, uh, you know, that's the way it is, you know. Yeah. I mean, awesome, well, I appreciate this. All right. Great.